Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, gobble gobble gobble, gobble gobble gobble. I'm Mark, and I'm Jeff, and I am ready to gain some weight today. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I've been training for this my whole life, dude. You know what sucks is like <laughs> we always talk. You know, I I kid around about like being fat and shit. I was never really fat, but like I would say last going into spring, well, spring last year and early summer, I was two twenty, but I was like a like my mom would call me husky probably right like you're husky i wasn't i wouldn't be like obese but you know i i had no, some cushion you're not obese you know i have big legs um and i'm big boned <laughs> so, big boned uh, but yeah so i was 220 um this is kind of like breaking news people are going to be a little shocked and about 3 months ago 4 months ago um i don't know i just i managed to get into a habit you remember we were talking about that like a year ago or so. Like it's just hard to like you lose weight, then you get happy, and I go right for like the buffalo pizza, you know, whatever. Yep. I'm just so excited. So I managed to just get into a habit. I've been doing um um intermittent fasting. So I have like a uh, it's like a six hour window that I eat. So it's a eighteen and six fast is what they call it. But you could do like a twenty and four or a sixteen and eight. You know, sixteen hours yeah. no no eating. And, uh, and I don't do it. Like I'm not like Rambo about it, like diehard. Um, so like if you were up here, you like on a trip or whatever, and you're like, Hey, I'm in town. Like, let's go grab some breakfast. I would go grab breakfast and eat it. You know, I just, and I'm eating like, not super like terrible. I mean, uh, but like, you know, if we have if the family has pizza when I, we have pizza and I eat it. I just don't eat as much. And my stomach must have shrunk. So anyway, I'm down to 183 from 220. Dude, that's huge. It's like that's you awesome. know how much horse horsepower gain that is. Like uh, no more that's no more lightweight starter, no Behringer wheels, just fat. You you shaved you shaved NG wheel pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, uh yeah, Behringer wheels. But this, uh but this is my thing, like lesser I'm, prop. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to like I want to get down to like you know, it's funny, I've never really been this weight since like high school. So I'm not really going with weight so much. And now I'm like, kind of like just looking in the mirror and seeing how to close fit kind of thing. And, you know, cause I don't want to be gaunt or like anorexic looking. Right. You know, um, sure. I don't want people, I don't want people to think I'm dying of some disease. So, um, none of my clothes fit. So Nikki has been just completely abusing me verbally, uh, telling me I look like an old man. Cause you know how like old, you know, when like, oh, like an old man gets old and he starts losing weight and then, he uses his belt, you know, to like a last notch and his the the waist is like folded over three times and the ass is like just Oh loose. yeah. That's me. The 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 waist <laughs> is all crumpled. Yeah. That's me. So um I gotta get new clothes. Um but but yeah, <laughs> that's so the best anyway, problem to have ever, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, so what I'm getting at is, you know, I'm one eighty three uh this morning and um you know, I really wanted to break the one eighties, but of course, you know, I get to this 
big milestone or, or I'm about to reach it. And then Thanksgiving's here and we're going to my in-laws and they're, you know, a hundred percent Italian. So, and they remind me that every day cause I'm not. And, um, and she's a phenomenal <laughs> cook. Uh, absolutely. The mother is just a phenomenal cook. My wife's a phenomenal cook too, but uh, we go there and she makes like six different casseroles. Obviously they do turkey, you know, they do the turkey and vegetables, potatoes, not really like soup, not unhealthy, but just a lot of carbs. Um, sure. And I'm just going to eat a lot and it's all day. Like, so like we alternate holidays every year. So this year is, you know, her family side. And then next year we go to, uh, you know, my parents, but you know, some holidays we do consistently every, like Christmas, we do Christmas Eve at her place, you know, and, um, Christmas morning or Christmas day is at my parents. That's just been what it was. So, um, so yeah, so I'm not going to like not eat today. It's Thanksgiving. I'm going to freaking stuff my face, but it's just like with my luck, of course, like I get to like almost like break it like a barrier here. And it's like, nope, back up to 187. <laughs> back up. You go walk, walk the plank. You sorry, Charlie. <laughs> yep. Don't pass. Don't, don't pass. Go. Don't collect $200. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I got a lot, dude. How much good feedback did we get from the last episode? For those that hated it, you can leave. Don't ever listen to us again. Um, I, I mean, if there were people that hated it, yeah, if there were people that hated it, um, they didn't reach out. Um, yeah. I, I, we got. I, I mean, I got a lot of positive feedback from it. That, that was a really fun uh, <laughs> comparing airplanes to uh, cups of coffee. And there's just so many ways we can take this. I mean, I can't wait to. I think. I think food. You know, comparing. Dude, we could do candy bars. We could do. I like the coffee because uh, there's so many variations. I like coffee too. I know. You know? I know, and it's just oh, all about like what what thing gives you like this this that invokes this personality that, that you assume you know right like this personality yeah. of an airplane or a person. It's like, what well, what would that be if it were a cup of coffee or a mixed drink or whatever? Yeah. And you know that we were dead on because like nobody had any like critiques on our choices. We're freaking spot on. No. Yeah. We nailed it. We nailed it. On a scale of one to 20. I'm sorry. On a scale of one to 10. How much do you think Bobby Holly hated the coffee episode? (laughs) I bet he enjoyed it. Yeah. He's not a coffee guy. That's why. He's our toughest critic. We should, you know what we should do. I mean, that in a good way, by the way, I'm not, being like facetious he's a good oh critic. i love he's his got, feedback yeah yeah no i we love should, his feedback we should do um we should compare times. airplanes <laughs> we should compare airplanes to gummy bears gummy bear flavors and slurpee flavors and and, and ices and yeah like i feel like i feel like the mx if it were a slurpee the mxs to be more specific would be an extra large coke with a little bit of cherry yep. bolus mixed in with it. just a little bit of cherry like you put you put it's all it's all coke until you yep. get to the to the half dome to clear the dome. lid right and then you fill that with cherry Pow. Pow. yep yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just hit it with that the little bump um, what airplane would be a pina colada slurpee Ooh, right we'll have to revisit this you know because Pina colada is not bad. Like when the Coke, when the Coke one's out, right? And you got to do pina colada and blue raspberry. That's not a bad mix. Pina colada and then a little hit of blue raspberry. Um, I feel like the, the Giles is like that. You know, it's like, I'm here to, I can kind of like 
keep up and I'm, but I'm here to party. I'm just going to have some fun. Yeah. And it's, you know? but, but you, you have to use a, uh, a medium cup at most. You can't, you can't there's no extra large cup for the Giles. Yeah. It's gotta yes. be a medium cup. Sometimes the, uh, the medium cup breaks in half, but, um, yeah, it's still a great, a uh, great drink. That was yeah. a harsh. Um, <laughs> Sorry. we should tell everybody we're, we're actually recording this on Thanksgiving day. That's how much you guys mean to us. Craziness starts. That's how much you mean to us. Uh, you're going to hear this on Friday, uh, tomorrow. Um, so hopefully, you know, throughout your turkey comas and uh, recoveries, um, you can listen to the podcast and, and enjoy it. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I think for a lot of us, we'd be lying if uh, airplanes and food or drinks weren't our two favorite things, right? I mean, whether it's alcoholic yeah. drinks or co- like coffee. I mean, I can't start my day without it. I have to have coffee. Yeah. Drinking coffee right now. What do you, you know? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, we're hosting. So, uh, what we're having? Yeah, yeah. So we're having. It's interesting, guys. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have have gone through this change. You know, you, you have kids, wife, husband, wife, kids, um, house. You know, all that stuff kind of starts coming together. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, you're not going to your in-laws house or your parents' house. You're going they're They're coming over to your house. So we're hosting. You know, I want to say that everything else. I want to savor this, savor this, because uh, I want to hear all about your Thanksgiving after, because it's just going to be I can I picture this as you being like putting on like the show. You're going to have wines, food. Oh, it's going to be top notch. You got to give me a breakdown next week. The, the wines are already set up. Um, yeah. The food is going to be phenomenal. You know, three different kinds of stuffing, three or four different kinds of gravy, huge turkey, um, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, pies. Um, Somebody's bringing a cake from a really nice uh, bakery in San Francisco. Uh, We're going to have, you know, little hors d'oeuvres. It's going to be. I'm very excited. Yeah. So I got some interesting feedback on my... um on my home building project, winter thing, this and that. So um, a good friend of mine had messaged me and he was like, well, why would you buy somebody else that maybe doesn't know basically what they're doing and feel okay flying that thing? And the answer to that question is because I'm a moron and I don't know how to build airplanes. Um, and most likely the other person's better. But in all seriousness, that's a really great answer, actually. And I couldn't answer it because I'm like, wait, that's, probably smart not to buy somebody else's you know it depends i mean that that answer obviously that answer is loaded you know because you know you get some of these like if del caller builds a pits buy that fucking pits exactly um there's a few people out there eddie yeah oh yeah absolutely there's a few people that are known you know in the rv community in the in the pits community like you find they're gonna in the jobs community absolutely they're gonna fetch the high dollar but you know, it is it is peace of mind, and I agree. I mean, it runs a full spectrum, and I think we've all seen. Yeah. Um, we've all seen the the, the 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 both ends of the spectrum. I mean, all it takes is walking a flight line at a contest. We've talked about this. You know, nationals was a great litmus yeah. test for seeing yeah fantastic home built airplanes and hunks of shit to be uh, uh to be blunt. Sorry, guys, but um, I I think that's being um accurate, and not to be mean, but like, you know, you and I. Whatever, fuck it. You and I walked up to that airplane before it even happened, and we're like, "Okay, 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what the real deal is? Um, yeah. But there's there's certainly airplanes like, uh, I mean, you know, one, you know, you look at uh, Brett Davenport. I mean, he's he's a very skilled, he's a very smart human being um, as, as a baseline. So that helps. You know, he built his S1 and, um, you know, yeah. built it in his garage or no, he built it in his basement uh, in the East Coast. And uh, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, absolutely beautiful S1. I mean, it's one of the most, it's one of the more beautiful S1s probably in the country, to be honest with you. it's it, And I'm sure it flies just as good as it looks. And it's like pretty cool to say that he, yeah, he I have no doubt that that thing just is, is a little dream to fly. And um, pretty cool that he built it, you know, and. Um, he knows, he knows the flaws. I mean, he also, he's, you know, he's a test pilot. He, he, he has a higher level of understanding than probably most of us do, you know, and I, I just don't have those skills. To, I wish to I did. Like, I really like, I don't know. Like, it's like, it's probably sounds weird or stupid. How I'm going to say this, but like, you know, 20 years from now or whatever, 30 you know, I'm obviously not going to be flying unlimited. Um, and, but I'm, hopefully I still like have a passion for competition and aerobatics and, you know, I dropped down to advanced or even intermediate and like, you know, what's the, I'm not going to fly an SC at that point, you know, so what's the rig I'm going to choose. And like, to me, like, I want to go, you know, grassroots quote unquote. And, you know, my bucket list plane is, is a, is a Pitts S111B. And I would love, like, in my heart, like, I would love to build one. I would really love to build one. But, like, I know that, like, I wouldn't have peace of mind because, like, I would overthink every weld, you know, and, like, you know, I guess it's just I don't trust myself to build the the main component, the structural components, because, like, I don't have the knowledge or experience. And, and to gain to gain that knowledge and experience, I'd have to invest years and years of time of, of working for somebody in the shop and 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 in the factory and and building these airplanes to for me to have peace of mind so that's where it's like yeah, yeah i'll get one I'll, I'll buy i'll buy one hopefully um i'll be able to buy the the one factory original left there's two but one was crashed and rebuilt but i think um oh, what's his name it's black i just friended him on facebook um it's he he flies for hangar 24 brewery or something like that um oh john melby yeah john melby so like, you know, I'd love to get a factory one, and uh, you know, my buddy is uh, selling his. Aaron Kelly, yeah, shout out to Aaron Kelly. Yeah, uh, and it's cheap. Send me the specs on that if you can. Um, but okay. like, you know, like I would love that's that to me. That's what that's my like, you know, J three Cub to people or whatever the heck. Like I would love to fly that and in, in intermediate advance and, and have it have a rip. But like, I would love to build it, but. And 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 taking my time, like and take like a ten year journey with it, you know. And but like I just I know I can't do it. Like, could I do it? Yeah, yeah. everything could probably be okay. Yeah, but to me, like probably a ninety nine percent sure is 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 to me it's a stupid risk for me to take on because you know I don't want to enter the box at V and E and and do a, a a hard pull within limits, right? But a hard pull and have in the back of my head like okay keep your ears open like let me know if you hear yeah. or see something or if there's any flutter like yeah flutter 
got to balance ailerons. You know, there's so many things going on with like building the shit. Yeah. And like, and then let's say like you build it and you're good at building, but like you're awful. You know, the jig that you made is a little off on the fuselage, and like the plane just doesn't fly straight or just doesn't roll right. Now all of a sudden, like you invested ten years of time and you got to, you know, like basically like, you know, I guess put some bastardized little voodoo stuff on it to make it fly right. Like it's just, I just I know my my. I know my truth, and I, I can't build an airplane. Which is, I, I don't want to get the best. It's frustrating. Yeah. Well, the best, the happiest medium would be like it would be really fun to find a project that was yeah. built by somebody reputable, right? Like something something that needs like engine and Cover fabric. Right. You know, maybe a little like a refresh, but it but it has good bones. Like it was built by somebody very reputable, and um, you can kind of yeah, like. Um, something that you can like go over with a professional like look at the wings yeah. you know re restructure you know, add some structure or some support you know maybe take some weight away with some carbon fiber stuff like that would be a fun yeah. project yeah that would be really fun because at least then you'd have what, the peace of mind you, you you get almost like it would almost be uh two birds with one stone because then you'd have the peace of mind of like opening the airplane up right because buying it Buying an S one eleven, I don't care if it's, I mean, factory is factory, but you you still don't know how the airplane was treated. Um, you know, yeah. these fa- pits are just notorious. Every single pits that I've I've seen, um, whether it's an S one, S T, S two A B C E, S one eleven, um, they, they all over time. You know, you'll see a, a cracked rib here and there, um, some stitching pulled. Or some, um, you know, uh, you know, nails that have backed out. It's a, it's a wood wing. It just it just is what it is. It's just part of the part of the thing. So, you know, how was that factory S one? Whether it was an S one S, did they factory build S one S's and S one T's? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, there are very the, few. Um, yeah, well, not factory few, built. Just there's not a lot of originals around. A lot of people took like an S one C or an S one D and converted it to an S one S. Convert it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you find a factory built example of that, um, you still have to worry about the, the, how, how that open was flown, how long it's been since the wing has been opened up. That is one of those things like, you know, with a composite, like an extra, um, you know, an MX for that matter, Giles probably too. And, and so on and so forth. You don't really have to open the wing up. Right. No, there's nothing to, to check. Uh, whereas I, I, I would be, I'd really want to look at, uh, at a pit's wing. Um, yeah. I'd really want to open that up probably, you know, I guess, I don't know if you, if you want to do fabric more frequently, that's one thing I know a lot of people, um, they won't do the fuselage, but they'll do, uh, the, the tail, uh, every season and the wings every season, which, you know, is costly. Uh, but if you're, you know, if you're like somebody like John Melby, I, I don't know if, if he flies enough to do it every year, but I know Sean did that every year. Um, yeah. I know Yuichi, uh, was doing that on his S2S. Um, maybe not the full wings, but definitely uh, surfaces, you know, ailerons and uh, elevator and rudder every year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at least exactly. take a look at it. Because that's that would be the concerning thing is is how, how is that that wing? And I've, I've flown an S2C where you look at the wing and you're just like, huh, this something's going on here. Like a rib is either shifted or or and you see some nails backed out and then like fabric patch and which is not uncommon and not crazy but then like god i was uh, had like a a weird block like a like um i don't know like a doubler was added or something on the right bottom wing and i'm just like this is 
I don't know, man. And then, yeah. you know, comes time to to pull the fabric off and it's like, oh, there's three cracked ribs and, oh, that, you know, spars cracked or there's a fucking, you know, uh, yellow jacket nest in there. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> Not totally. It's, yeah, it's a... It's like it's a lifestyle, I guess that 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 branch of of airplanes, that fabric wood and 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 everything like that. And um, I really well, certainly should people be people that go that route. Like Robert Armstrong, yeah. when he flew to S one eleven B, I know he had a S one D that he competed in and kicked the S in, which was unbelievable. You know, Matt Chapman had a pits, obviously Boolean, um, and you know, obviously. Yeah, obviously, I keep saying obviously. Um, a lot of the guys that are competing today, like Johnny O and um, um, why am I like drawing a blank here? Uh, Brett, all those guys just whoop ass in, in the pits, and it's really fun to watch. And I just, it's just so cool to like see like Johnny O like building his own wings and and the plane flying that great. Like it's it's pretty neat stuff. I wish I could do it. I think it's super cool. I I I, lo- I love the idea of that home build world where you can build something that is uber capable. Um, yeah. It's not for me. Like I, I don't have like the resources, the time or the expertise to do it, but I, I highly respect it. And I think it's super cool that you do that. And then like when something goes wrong, it's like, well, shit, I, I, I covered this airplane. I know how to cover it. Like if I need to rip the fabric off a wing, because I cracked a rib, I'll repair the rib. Cause I built the thing. Like, you know, you know, absolutely how to do it. And it's, it's not a thing that you have to wait, you know, for an AMP, uh, you, you know, fabric covering, um, an airplane in fabric. I mean, tube and fabric, dope and fabric. That's a, that's an art and it's a lost art. Yeah. That's a thing that's just kind of not every AMP can do. You got to find somebody to do it right. There's different covering methods, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and those are all kind of like they're, they're, I don't even know the right, the right term here, but it's a system. Like, so if your, your fabric is, as you know, um, a type of system of of dope and fabric you got to kind of stick to that unless you're going to recover the entire airplane there's different weights of the dope and fabric and uh, how long it lasts how flexible it is uh all that kind of stuff and man if you built your own airplane and you know the system it's like you don't have to ask anybody you just freaking cut that fabric off and do your repair and on to the next exactly yeah i wonder what the real I, I number that. i mean we saw that um the IC, um uh in the magazine somebody built a, a pitch 111b who i'd love to get on the podcast i forget the gentleman's name but what i'm getting at is i wonder not including motor and prop i wonder what the actual costs are for that like s111b project i know he did some wolf mods and some carbon fiber stuff and and added some costs here and there but you know your big expenses the motor and prop obviously um at least i yeah. think so um i wonder yeah. what the for, maybe avionics come in second yeah, exactly. And, you know, going with the basic paints, you can spend a crazy amount of money on paint. But, you know, I guess minus <laughs> engine prop, avionics, and paint, I wonder what that airplane, what he had into that airplane. Because um, I'd be, I really think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot about this, this area and I really want to get into it and find out more. And, um, you know, I, I, you read about like, the, you know, Matt Chapman and, and he builds a laser and, you know, and does really good in competition wins. Um, and why did that stop happening? Like why, why did people, people today that are his, that were his age, why are we not doing, why are they not doing that? 
um, as much because everybody was building planes back then. Is it called? Is it the cost of materials, the sourcing? Is it the engine? Like I, I really I wonder think, what it is. I think it's the capability. I, I think it's the it's the the ceiling of competition now. You know, like if if we could if you could spend seventy five thousand dollars, right? I mean, and we talked about this last podcast. Like, I'm, I'm not going to name drop everybody, but you know, um, Marco Bow listed his laser. Rumor has it he's got an airplane coming, and he he can announce that at, uh, and and let everybody know when when the time comes. Uh, Ryan Chapman, by the way, by his Stodiker, somebody, the beautiful airplane, autograph, um, autograph by the Don himself. Um, he's got an airplane. Uh, you know, I, he's eyeing something, right? Uh, Luke Penner bought a three thirty SC. These yeah. people, are, they have they have the money. Right. More money than I do. Um, I, I got to I got to start working uh, jobs that they do. You know, like I, they're they're really seriously shifting uh, their lifestyle and, and not lifestyle, but uh, finances, maybe potentially to, to afford a capable airplane. Right. And that's at the advanced level and unlimited level. Eventually, um, if you could buy and, and those are expensive airplanes, like I, I'm not we're, we're not going to mention we won't spoil a, a alert, although, you know, Luke. We know he got an, an SC. We know how much SCs are going for. And if you don't know, um, it's going to take both kidneys, one testicle, and potentially all your teeth to yeah. get an SC you, now. Um, and yeah. then you got to get on Basically, the wait list. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if you live in the right zip code, it's a telephone number. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, when you compare that cost to what it used to be to build an airplane that was as relevant as relevantly capable as an SC or a Sukhoi or an edge uh, or an MX. I mean, that's a huge, you're talking about a huge, huge cost differential. I mean, like what would it, you know, an S one to, to like, I mean, to fully deck out an S one, you know, back then, I mean, Chapman said he's, didn't he build his S one for like 20 grand? It was like 21 grand or something. You know, that's nothing. What, you less. Know, but it I might mean, even have been less. Yeah, he, we got to get Matt back on because he's he's a home builder. He's into, you know, he's building an S1, you know, these days. And like, you know, like, here's the, here's the thing. Like, Unlimited, so I bought my SC because I knew I was going to Unlimited. So flying it in advance, yeah. I, nev- I never flew. I needed to fly it full power. I think it's just... To me, it's crazy if you're flying an SC at 100%. That's just my opinion. But, oh, yeah. Um, um, whatchamacallit. Um, you know, I would have never bought an SC if I knew I wasn't going to go to Unlimited. And I wonder, I, you know, maybe it's people that, that are are frustrated that they want a monoplane and they don't want to settle for, say, building an airplane. Um, where, you know, when Matt, you know, when Chapman was... Uh, you know, building his airplane that was that was the top of that was one of the top airplanes around the world. You know, the, the laser. absolutely. So well, like, and, and to put a finer point on it, somebody made the advanced team in one. You know, yeah, like that's so, still a it's a relevant airplane decades later. Yeah, so maybe it's people that still want to settle, which in turn makes them not want to build an airplane. But I wonder if like somebody was coming out. Oh, can through, you build like, a laser? Can you um, like? I don't. How how I do I build a laser? So I think there's plans out there. You buy the plans from, um, I forget the company, but, and then there's, 
V3, which I found from that mag from the magazine article in the IAC, uh, where they make like, they pre-cut all the tubing for you ready to weld, and then there's a wing rib kit. Like they people, but you know, like really? it depends what they they charge. Yeah, so like you know, if the tubing kit is like ten grand, and then the wing kit is like twenty, you know, who knows? Like and it and all of a sudden it's like all right, I'm you you're pricing me out. That's that could be the issue. Like that we don't, I just don't know. But I wonder. Like, well, it certainly is. Like, because back then you didn't have, you know, it's, it's just, it's, yeah it's a, it's, it's not a unique time, but when Matt and Goulian, you know, even like uh, rewind to when, you know, Rob had an ultimate Sean Tucker had an ultimate, you know, yeah. those days, right. Yeah. Um, you didn't have 30 year old extras or 30 year old Sukhois hitting the used yeah. market either. And so you didn't have that comparison. Like, I mean, you know, you start getting, you looking at a laser and, and let's say, let's say you looked at, at building a laser, you wanted to build a laser and you want to build it to where it's, it's, I won't say state of the art, but like, you're not going to go find a used motor off, off vansairforce.com, right. To, to, to throw in there, you want to get a Thunderbolt 390, right? Like you want this airplane, this is going to be a yeah. relevant competitor today. I mean, how much would that, you're probably looking at 200 grand for that airplane. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. by the time it's all said and done, if you if you're doing modern avionics that are lighter than than steam, you know, or, you know, you're going to make this airplane as light as possible, as high performance as possible. You're going to incorporate modern build technologies and you know maybe more composite where you can. <clears throat> maybe it's not. Maybe it's 150. But then, like, if you can buy a Sukhoi for 120, 130, 140, 150, why would you not do that? And that's Correct. I think yeah. I, we did, we just simply didn't have that 30 years ago. Where you know, you were either building an airplane, you were either building a pits, or you yeah. were buying a new Sukhoi. And it was like, okay, well, clearly I can, I can slap together a pits and you know, simple construction. You could, if you were real serious, and I think some of these builders have done this. Laser is probably fairly similar in you know, simple construction. But I mean, how fast can a can a few guys slap together a pits S one? I mean, honestly, yeah. if you were if you were seriously like, let's take a month off. I think you could do. You could go from plans to built and ready for paint in a month. That's if you really worked at it. Yeah, cocaine and uh, Adderall, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like if, <laughs> if you're seriously putting, if you're putting ten, if you know what you're in, doing. You know, five if days. You know week, what you're doing. Yeah, that's you what I mean. Like, I, yeah. Co competent people, absolutely. You have to know what you're doing for sure. Yeah, there's no like, like, hey, show me how to <laughs> show me how to weld. It's like, no, 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 no. These are these are like. You know, competent builders that, that, that are show like where it's like hot rod customs where they like redo a car in like a day, and it's like fucking magic. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. You know, you can, <laughs> or we'll get freaking Lee Hubner two weeks. Lee Hubner could slap together yeah, he, a Fitz S1S in two weeks, easy. He he restored that 300s in like I mean, it was like yeah. a, it was like an hour or two. It seemed like you know based on the video. Yeah. Absolutely, but you know, um, you know what I think. Well, the you, other and you look at is, you look at Air Venture too. Look at Air Venture, that two week to taxi yeah, yeah. program where they do the the RV. Yeah, you know, it's possible. Um, I think you could you could slap together an airplane real quick if you if it's if you really like set out to do it. So it's not you know a lot of these people they they, they take ten years. You know they they well, work on it one day a couple of days a month for ten years and then out yeah. out comes this airplane and it's great. But I, well, I think you really Christian should build Eagle. it quick. Like we were talking about the Christian Eagle the other day and I'm like, um, so I flew, I, I had a bunch of time in a, in an S2A and I loved it. Um, 
we'll talk Great about airplane. that another day. I guess I loved it. Um, and then we had a Christian Eagle, and I flew that. And you know, it, hey, listen, I was flying an airplane; it was awesome. But like, it just didn't even compare to the S two N, in my opinion. So, but the reason why I think the the Christian Eagle, well, this is a two part answer here. The reason why I think the Christian Eagle was wildly successful was because Frank Christensen, the way he designed the kit and how it came in the packaging made it super simple for an inexperienced home builder to build one of these things. It was very complete and the directions were phenomenal from what I understand. Like it was just, and word spread. And, you know, I think that's why it was successful. I think that there's not a lot of home builders now though, um, as far as like the 18 to, or 17, 16, whatever the heck, to say 40 year old or 35 year old demographic, because that, you know, the millennials and the Gen Z people, whatever you want to call it, um, they want everything's instant gratification. Like you tell the Gen Z guy, like, oh, it's going to take you two years to build. They'd be like, two years. I have two days. I want it in two days. That's that's yeah. what they want. Everything is like Amazon Prime, next day delivery. Like they don't have patience. Uh, at least this is. Just oh, I'm right there opinion. with them. You know, I, I, it, I think it, there, I, that's absolutely a factor. Absolutely. A factor. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, when Matt Chadman was building an airplane, he'd wait two weeks to get red pants to Reeboks and have no problem with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he'd have to wait but, two weeks to get to refill his Reebok pumps to, to repair, yeah. you know, the little, the little basketball Goulian, on the tongue, you know, Goulian back in the day was waiting three weeks for the uh, European hair gel because of uh, yep. shipping overseas. It came, it, that comes by, by ship. It actually yeah. is, it's loaded on, on a, on a steamship. Yeah, it's it takes, exactly. it takes a long time, but it's, it's I mean, worth you, it. You look at Bobby Holly. There was no iTunes for Van Halen. It was a truck. No, it was Dave Dex. This guy had a rewind, freaking film on a tape. Yeah, not even CD. Yeah, he didn't have the anti-skip disc. He was rewinding tape. I remember my buddy. Yep. He bought his first extra two hundred, um, and it came with the tape deck. It was pretty sick. That's awesome. I swear to God. Yeah, 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 I gotta get pictures of that. Anyway, I but yeah, so like, I think, I think, I think that's the issue, and I don't know if that's ever gonna change. Where like that, that younger demo, um, they're just not gonna build an airplane. They're very, I mean, look, they're brilliant. Pete got that that whole age group, or they're brilliant the way they work with computers and 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 how fast they're able to pick up knowledge through the internet. Like it's not a question of intelligence. I just think they, it's a question of patience, and and they don't have it at all. Um, well, you see, think- you see people building airplanes. I mean, it's not. I mean, I would say I, I actually be really curious to see the numbers on this. I wonder if if kit building is is down overall. But like, well, you know, you look at the way RV does it. You know, vans, not RV. Uh, you look at the way vans does it. You know, you can buy a tail yeah. kit, right, and just build well, a tail kit. I and once that's done, you can buy the fuselage kit. That's why they're successful because they have they're 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 like Christian you know Christian so like it's just it's so complete and there's there's great product support yeah. and there's a community behind plans it and it's e- dude plans building an airplane get the fuck yeah. out of here no way like you no you way you can't you can't tell me that like Advance was like hey we're gonna um we're gonna redo I don't know I don't know pick a card like the S two A or the um the christian eagle or i wouldn't say i wouldn't throw a single place airplane because that's like a, such a limited market 
But like, you know, we're going to, we're going to buy the rights to the Christian Eagle and start distributing that kit through Vans. And you know, you know, they're going to do it right. Like you can't tell me yeah. those things aren't going to sell. No, they would. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Especially so if, a- if you can figure out how to do it, you know, economically, because again, you know, we're, we're facing something that we haven't, we didn't face 30 years ago. And that is a, a 20 and 30 year old used aircraft market. I mean, yeah. the acquisition costs, there's so many, there's so many, especially projects you want to, you know, how many $20,000, 90% or 80% complete S ones are out there that you just, you add another 20 grand to it. Oh yeah. And it's golden. Right. Or well, um, you and I, were, you, know, you and I were even talking about like entry costs through, through uh game composites or even extra for that matter. The idea we had where like, you know, like the least, the reason I believe that game game composites and um, extra aren't going to lease an airplane is because they're not going to give you a 580 motor and have you beat on it and grenade it and you know knife edge spin and tumble this and 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 no. just ruin the crank. So like, but what if they're you know the airframes are solid, they're carbon, they're 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 not gonna you're not gonna break. Knock on wood. Um, so like, what if they lease? We're able to lease the airframe, you know, and avionics. They put the whole package together, and you create a, a lease deal, and then you have to supply the uh, the motor in it uh, prop. So you can slap any is, motor there's prop no, you want. There's no it. advantage for them to do it. Like, there's no advantage. I mean, they have a year oh, wait yeah, right now. Extra's got yeah, a year exactly. wait. But as far as like entry, you know, entry into say that the person doesn't want to build, they doesn't want to buy a plane, they want a monoplane, right? And they're just like a stubborn bitch about it. Like, yeah. You know, they can work out if because if they default on it, you know, the payment, the airframe is going to be fine. You know, so the company, the the um, the uh, creditor is will be able to take the airframe back. You know, no issues. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I thought that I I thought about that, and I thought I think it's a a good idea that will never happen. But like, it's an idea that maybe can can be worked with because like, what's say like. You know, how many 540s, I wouldn't, there's no 580s laying around like this, but there's a ton of ADI 540s laying around that are TBO um, or timed out that need an overhaul that, you know, maybe you know a great engine builder that you trust that can get you a great price on overhauling an engine so you don't have to spend 80 grand, you know, overhauling yeah. it at, say, like gone or whatever, and you could save costs there. And like, I think there's ways to going about it. You and I are just diehard. There's like, there's some diehard people out there that like, like Marco buying a, you know, buying a certain airplane right now, Luke buying an SC, like there's no, there's no talking out of those people, like what they want to do. But like, there's a lot of people I believe that are on the fence that talk themselves out of it uh, because they just like, they, they, there's no good information. Like I was looking for the Pitts S111B like, and trying to compute costs and it's near impossible. You have to like go to the dark web pretty much to, mm-hmm. to dig up information. You can't just Google Pits S 111B kit. It's like, no, you got to go through this Canadian company for the tubing. I Googled the company that the guy mentioned in the magazine, this Marine Arrow for the wing kit. Mm-hmm. And it like, there's no information there. So like, and there's all these different companies to build one airplane. Whereas like, like we were saying, and there's like, no support. If, yeah. And like, to me, like if it, with this Pits S 111, I'm sure there's a better plan plane that can sell that will sell a lot more um units but for argument's sake if somebody had a pits s111b kit basically the way that frank christensen did it you know where it was a welded fuselage already which to me 
something like that or whatever but it, it came just like the like the christian eagle kit and it was priced fairly you know then it would it would be a great thing that i think would get people into you know either stay in aerobatics more because i think people you know time themselves out and sportsmen and and they you know reach the limit of the airplane and they don't want to snap, whatever but there's just no aerobatic plane that could be a kit at least that i know of um that that people can build safely that's supported and i think that you know i don't know if it'll ever happen because we're such a small market you know of aerobatic people but um it would be a really I, it's it's total pipe dream in fantasy land, but that that would be really neat to have a, a company like that again, where you could home build a intermediate, you know, I wouldn't say advanced. I know the S one eleven B is advanced, but as far as like selling a lot of units, like building something like a Christian Eagle or maybe something with a little more pop to it, um, for for people to build safely. Well, you know, you want to know the sad the sad reality. At least this is just my opinion. But the sad reality is that there's the market, there's no reason to appeal to the casual person or, I mean, yeah. it's almost like there, there's a, the, the, there's not a bunch of people wanting, you know? So it's like the market is like kind of bearing what, um, what the demand, you know, what the demand is asking for, you know, there's it's no, crazy. there's no reason for the game birds to, to like grassroots, you know, uh, you know, Jim Burke talks about this, Rob Holland talks about this, like what is grassroots and, and everybody has an opinion on what grassroots is, but it's like, um, there's no, there's no set. Like you talk to Walter and it's like, Hey, you know, or, or, or Philip for that matter. Hey, can you, you know, let's figure out a way to get these airplanes into more people. They're going to be like, dude, we're, we have a year backlog. We don't give a shit about yeah, we're, we're not gonna try to prices. make this airplane cheaper. Yeah. If anything, we're raising prices each year, multiple times a year in some cases because of the cost of inflation and building materials and, and demand. Right. I got a question um, for you. Yeah. Do you, so airframes, I understand, I don't understand, but um, the cost of uh, certain products. Why do you feel like these aviation companies, I mean, they're selling them and obviously, I guess the, I, not I guess their business model and, and it's correct and they're super intelligent, but like, why is a certain avionic unit $1,500 for experimental and then three thousand dollars certified but it's the same thing or like why is a fucking hard soul claw prop seventy thousand dollars like how is i mean how how i know and like that to me is frustrating because like you know people like oh well you can you know it's like buying an sc as opposed to settling for an s1s like okay i get that argument but how is it seventy thousand dollars for for this prop and and why are they just like Oh, we'll just triple the price of this avionics because it's certified. I understand they got to pay for the, uh, the the type certification, and, and that does cost money. But triple or double, like, yeah. it just makes no sense to me. It just, it just to me, it, it's it's so frustrating because, like, I get what they do. It, it they're obviously doing well and and they're wildly successful companies. But like, it's from a from a a standpoint of wanting to like grow a market not grow a market of, of people that are young that i want you know to be able to get into aviation like and and general aviation not not just to get into aviation to be a bus driver um but like to to get into the ga and maybe dabble in tailwheel or just you know get a, a 152 and 
or whatever and fly around like and have fun like it's just so they're making it so expensive for for a lot of people and it's it's fucking the whole ga market do you think i'm right on that i do think you're right on it i think the problem is, is that we're paying it and so that the, we're not you know it's, it's I look at this a lot with uh, in the aviation industry. Like I've been involved with with um, the unions and, and hiring and um, just kind of keeping a pulse on the on the market in terms of you know su- supply and demand in in, in the, a multitude of facets. One being pilot hiring and and we have a pilot shortage and all that other stuff. And it's like until until these companies can't fill positions, they won't adjust you know, pay or benefits or, or make it more attractive to have people go to that company. I feel like that's very similar to GA until we stop paying a hundred thousand dollars for a Thunderbolt 580, um, or $70,000 for a Hartzell prop, you know, yeah. they're going to keep doing it because we're paying it. And yeah, we just don't have a choice. It's a vicious cycle. Like you need a prop, you know, you look at uh, like Mike Silberti, it's like he needed a prop. What do you, when you, what do you, when you need a prop, what do you do? You, f- you find yeah. the, the first available. If you're, re- if you really need something, we've all been in that position where it's like, I, I got to do this thing with my airplane in three days. I need this right now. You're going to pay the yeah. rush shipping because you have to, and you're going to pay the price because you have to. And you know, maybe, maybe when the market dips a little bit, uh, we'll kind of see a reversal um, of some of these inflated costs. Cause I mean, you know, the game birds, what, uh, I think it's or we talked about it's already over six hundred thousand. I think the NG is going to be yeah. right there. Um, the that makes a super be, decathlon a little bit more. Warner Grand. I think it's going to be over six fifty NG shift. I think yeah. if you want yeah. an NG, no offense uh, if if any uh, buddy from extra is listening and correct correct if it's wrong. Love you guys. From what I'm seeing, you know, if if you know Mark and Jeff walked into um, extra and we're like, all right, we want an NG. We want, you know, standard paint scheme, but, you know, obviously the G3X in the back, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I think that you and I getting in the plane and flying away after writing a check is going to be 650 plus, if not close yeah. to 700. And that's that's basic paint. I mean, sometimes these paint schemes, like they add, like that green one. Um, actually, Justin actually uh, messaged me. He's a really cool dude. He's got one of my favorite SCs. Like that green airplane that was bought, that paint scheme was like 40 grand extra from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, it was something stupid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's everything. Beautiful, but... Oh, and it's it's super costly. I mean, and then like you know, I mean, start Justin looking didn't, at... have to, didn't have to pay it. It was the original owner, but still, like that airplane. I think at the time, sorry to interrupt you. Um, that airplane at the time, I think the guy paid like five fifty plus, and that was back in like yeah, gosh, like twenty fifteen ish. I I want to say, oh, man, yeah, yeah. The, well, and, and you look strong. at. Uh... 2023 is right around the corner. We're going to see another price hike. I mean, you know, these yeah. engines, Lycoming, you know, uh, what a 540, I think, or uh, maybe if the 580s were like 80 grand, uh, they got to be 100 now. Close They're 100 plus, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, G3X, G5X from Garmin, forget about yeah. it. You know, uh, these these costs are going to continue to go up and, and it, it'll tires. take a, corre- a market correction. Like to me, like, Look at tires like Goodyear's. I love Goodyear. Well, I don't know. I don't love them, but like they're the only to me. Like everybody uses Goodyear, and like a Goodyear tire. What's a Goodyear like custom three right now? Five by five. Is it like uh, two hundred? Uh, yeah, I think I think the last time I bought tires was around two hundred. 
right? You get maybe two fifty a tire. I don't know. That's don't like tw- twice the size. Yeah, I just don't get the call. I just I feel like it's like aviation. Let's just charge. You know, that's that's certainly a theme, and that's yeah. uh, you know another uh, argument uh, in the in the the column for experimentals. You know, because you can you have so much more flexibility um yeah in in the parts you put on and the the aftermarket support and a lot of these like i envy like um you know this doesn't really necessarily apply to the aerobatic world although there are some applications for it but like you look at the rv community and what you can yeah. do avionics wise for a for a tenth of the cost of a certified yeah. application props engine combinations ignition systems um brakes and tires and wheels and yeah. Um, there's all kinds of cool stuff you can do and you just you're just so limited with a certified airplane or an airbat like you're limited you know what i mean like um you're you're the sc might as well be certified in a lot of ways uh because you can't you're either limited by extra in what you can do in terms of like high level modifications um there's some there's some limitations there um yeah. like you guys still i think i think the paint the paint color thing is on the sc isn't it or like you got to get approval uh, from yeah. extra. Yeah, I know it is on the certified versions. Um, you, but like, you know, you don't have you don't have unlimited choices for props and engines. There's there's a, a limited number of things you can do there. Yeah. Um not not limited by the manufacturer, it's just like it's such a niche airplane. But yeah. um it's it's so it's trust me like um I just I want to get back on this topic, but like personally like it's really like frustrating cuz like, you know, I really overextended myself getting this SC um and you know i really want to do well but like now that like you know and i did i did a cost analysis and i understand the hour like i get it i can i can do basic you know math but you know it's it's a bit frustrating because you know we're flying these things so fucking hard and it's to me it's in the back of my head not really when i fly but like you know like i'm beating the shit out of this this hundred thousand plus engine that i'm gonna have to you know, I'm basically diminishing the life every time I fly and limited with it. So it's, it's yeah. a bit frustrating because I know the cost of what it's going to be. And, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe there's a positive in there where I could say like, okay, well, like it forces me to have quality flights um, and, and not waste time and everything. Cause you know, time is money literally, but like um, more so on like what we were talking about with this whole like GA and um, 35 and under. Um, thank God for people like Mike Lentz and, and UND, um, uh, Dumovic, I think is doing a great job. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of people, a lot of the West coast flight schools that are like AJ with figure one, like, thank God for those guys and, and, yes. and girls out there that are, that are keeping, you know, that, that demographic of people in GA. And I'm not even talking about like tailwheel. Like I just like, just the fact that like, I feel it's so frustrating too, because I talk to, I try to spread, you know, spread the Lord's word here, you know, with flying and, and, and people find out I fly and I talk to them and I'm like, you know, like, you know, you can get, you know, you get your license in, in 40 hours. It's probably going to take you 50 to 60, you know, here at a, here at a wet rate, it's going to cost you. You could probably get your license for, I tell them under $10,000. Is that a safe bet? Yeah. So like, and then like, you I think that's very safe. Like, I'm like, you don't, I, and then I, this is like, you know, five minute, 10 minute spiel that I give them, but like, like you don't have to buy an airplane. There's every airport has a flight school that you could rent an airplane from. And it's, you know, everywhere, anywhere from 150 to $300 an hour. So 
for 300, say you want to get like something for 250, a nice airplane to rent for 250, you could fly a half an hour up to, you know, where I am in Long Island, you could fly up to Hartford, Connecticut, or you could spend an hour and, and fly up to Vermont, you know, go have dinner with your wife or whatever the heck, or take your friends, split the, split the costs, or you can find a J3 Cub and with three other people and everybody lay out 10 grand, you know, like, and take a note on 10 grand, which is like freaking 70 bucks a month, depending on the year and the interest or whatever. The heck. But like, there's, yeah. and then they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. They're like, no way. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, no dude. And like, they're into it. And like, you know, a couple of people started taking lessons and like, you know, it's really like, it's really neat because like those guys would have went out and bought like a BMW M3 and just put like a freaking exhaust pipe on it or some bullshit. You know, and and this is so this is so much better. Like you can use the full envelope of the machine that you're buying. Like on Long Island, like what are you gonna go race up to sixty miles an hour and they get pulled over on the LAE? Like you can't right. or buy for buy Ferrari and hit a pothole like the one of a million potholes we have here. Like it's just stupid <laughs> to me. You know? And um it's ah oh man, it's frustrating and exciting when it when it it's frustrating that I wish more people knew uh the actual cost because everybody everybody like they hear flying and you're a pilot like oh you got money like no there's so many my like so many people like we're on a shoestring budget yeah or like you know or just doing it you know and like but they would have spent their money at the club or on golf clubs and golf lessons and and this you would have spent pretty much like the same shit or you know maybe a little less but like you're and it's it's like man when it works out and people like you know get bit by the bug and 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 see that it's not like crazy it's not a rich man's hobby like it's great and that's why like some of these companies not like the vans aircraft more so like the the companies that you have to buy timed out parts for say like tires or or hardware or motors or props like they just I don't know if it's their 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 overhead that's crazy money. I know labor is like I'm. I could be way off base here, but it just seems like it's just so overpriced in certain areas where like they the margins could be slimmer. But if there's like you said, they're selling shit. They got a backlog. Like why would they do that? That's like I would never do that as a capitalist. Like yeah, you can't buy anything. Yeah, exactly. Everything, so, everything's like, got a year wait. I get. I can. You know, you and I are really. I feel like some of the most unbiased people like we really can see both sides of it and like i can see the see the business side of it and i would do the same thing but you know from a customer standpoint like i wish that they would have certain products that would like fill that ga um you know low budget costs for people you know maybe don't yeah offer the two blade hartzel maybe offer like the two blade hartzel that's an inch less or hip, I don't know, whatever. Like, yeah, like the uh, the, the welfare hartzel. <laughs> Put that yeah. shit on layway. <laughs> so, Can we, um, no, I love it. I think, um, and I agree. It, it's, you know, it's. I, I don't know that it's, it's not a solvable problem. It's just more of like just having to to it, recognize what it is. Because I don't. I don't think it's solvable. I don't think. I, I think home building a aerobatic airplane is is a it's a thing of the past and i think it's it yeah it's, it's, it's you know it's niche and there's certainly people that are going to do it um yeah but even but buying home generational people 
like their dads were doing it, like or their their family yes. was into it. Like it's this a craft. Is not like yeah, it's an art. It's an art. It's not you know um, maybe Matt Chapman got into it uh, that way, um, but none of those guys that built their S ones were like they didn't necessarily. They, well, I know Matt didn't. He didn't build it because he wanted to build it. He built it because it was the cheapest option to fly um, the highest capable airplane at the time. You know, yeah. so there was a there was a utility. There was a, a means to an end to do that. Whereas now it's like, OK, cool. I'm going to build an S1. It's going to cost me one hundred and sixty thousand dollars when it's all said and done. And then what? Uh, I'll go fly it by yeah. myself. I get to enjoy it and, and enjoy the thing I that I built. But then beyond that, it's uh what what's the I utility think, in that? Then you sell it for fifty. Yeah, exactly. I just I don't know my spidey sense. You know, my gut tells me I, I don't know. If, uh, let me know if you agree with this, but like, I feel like if there was a company, say like Aviat, I can't even take Aviat because they were charging like four hundred fifty thousand for a Pitts S two C, which I think is is just criminal. But no, obviously, and they, they don't even support their own airplanes. Like th- these companies suck. Aviat. I mean, sucks. how much? I'll say that. How much do you think it was really? I mean, like, I we could be. We don't know. We don't know the financials. But like, really, like an S two. I guess a lot of. I guess labor when labor went up. I get it, and they got to make a profit. It's got to be worth it. But whatever, man, dude. Like, the jigs. The jigs have been built. You know, they get they get wholesale cost on on yeah engine. They've been buying engines for sixty years. You know, I I don't buy that an S two C costs four hundred fifty thousand dollars to make. I just don't buy it. I I think they just they they are driving their costs up to meet inflation demands. You know, yeah. all the tooling's done. It's a tube and fabric airplane with some wood. Like, you know, they've they've been able over the course of you know how long has the S two C even been around? Has it been twenty years? You know, more than that. Um, yeah, ninety. They've, they've had the time 90? to. I think so. 98, 99, right before 2000. I know that Um, they've, they've had decades to perfect the assembly process and the building process of that airplane. Get, get the fuck out of here. $450,000 for that thing, dude. Outrageous. Let me me ask you a stupid question here. Like really stupid. Let's say, all right, let's say um, this is a, I hope our listeners like when we go on these like random thoughts that usually well will never happen, but they're fun to think about. Um, let's say you and I form a company and it's like um, MJ Aerobatic Leasing because I'm I'm stuck on this leasing idea. My gut tells me that it, it could work. So we form this company and we get you know John Smith to invest, um, um, say like a million, uh, uh, one point five, million. We got an investor. And at that 1.5, we could pick up um, used aerobatic planes. So we'll say we pick up, and everything is timed out motors. Every everything is pretty much a timed out motor. So we get an extra 300 L for like, you know, timed out 150, right? Um, we get an S2B okay. timed out, no motor, uh, 70, 60, um, and so on and so forth. So everybody out there listening, um, aerobatic planes with timed out engine, you pretty much know or hopefully you know what they're going for and where I'm at. So over the course of us, you know, getting these airplanes um, and we don't have to get them all at once, you know, as we get them, we'll, we'll go into this next part that I'm about to get to. Uh, we get say eight to 10 airplanes and our company. So basically you can get a, 
a person that doesn't have a hundred because airplane financing is is extremely hard if you don't meet the, the income ratio even if they're willing to give it to you um and you know so and so comes to us and it's like okay like um i want to lease the pits stb from you i have an engine and prop and um you know you put it down payment you put the first month security second month and if you default we come in and take your shit away um like and you lease the airplane and they give it back after you know say 24 months or they have the option to buy and we make our money um the same way i hate to say it, like but we basically i'm thinking like like a car dealership that's their leasing like and they're responsible to bring it back obviously like you know when you bring back a lease car you're not responsible to change the bearings or the fan belt like shit like that but like any damage you have to fix you know any structural damage like if you have a drag wire or whatever or or a stringer cracks or whatever that's your responsible or we'll fix it and and charge it but airplane has to be maintained in accordance with you know yeah, airworthiness it's on them exactly and we don't Normal have to worry about the intervals and maintenance yeah i'm not saying that we would become freaking like wolf of wall street millionaires but could you see that that happening in a real world and being um and operating it at a profit i could see that especially when um you look at um so you like, know, oh gosh, a year lease finish? look at a year lease can you know like look thought? at like short term yeah sorry i'm so excited about this so like let's say like i had an airplane right and say i didn't need like the capital right away but I wanted to make a profit on it. Say, like, you know, my granddad uh, passed away. We we just sold his uh, his pits uh, to a great, great family. Um, talk about that. But, like, let's say, like, he was like, you know what? Like, Jeffrey, I'm going to leave this to you. So I inherit this pits. And let's say, you know, um, you know, I can – it doesn't have to be a time that motor at this point. I could take the motor off and um, they could buy the motor. I would never lease out a motor just for the reasons we talked about before. But let's say it was a timed out motor for argument's sake. And I have this Pits S2A. Instead of me going and saying, okay, aircraft's for sale on Barnstormers, let's say I go aircraft for lease. You supply the engine and motor. It's, uh, gosh, um, 500 a month. That's, I don't, I don't know. I'm guessing here with, with I, I, I don't know the, uh, the lease calculator of, you know, what about when a value is say 50 grand. Um, what the lease would work out with. You know, it's like, give me two grand down payment. You know, you could lease for 500 a month, you give it back or the option to buy is here. Like, that's not a bad idea as a seller. If you're having, especially with aerobatic planes, like Brian Chapman, you know, if he doesn't need the capital, take the motor off that thing and see who needs a freaking monoplane that might have a spare engine that they want to hang on. Like, yeah. to me, like, I would, if, I would think about that. Would you? And you can make a little side hustle money. Maybe get some. Certainly. Out of it. Um, you still have that high acquisition cost of the engine and prop though. That's the, right. But you know, my like, point is that like a lot of times, like there's a five, like for instance, like my buddy has two, three sixties that are mid-time motors sitting on fucking engine stands. Like, yeah, if you can find something like that, be sweet. you know, or, or like somebody in their barn, not barn to say some guy's got an AEI, say a, so some guy, for whatever reason, you know, if an airplane had a prop strike and he or the airplane ground looped and he took the motor off and, you know, he's trying to get rid of it. 
Yeah. Like you can, so you can lease my pits, go on Barnstormers, you know, buy, you know, find a, find an engine, lowball and that low, low a guy on an engine or find a great deal on an engine. And then boom, you got a, you got an airplane where you laid out, say, uh, fucking say it's a five, five, you know, well, that would be 360. So say you get this 360 for 20 grand mid time, which I think is a fair estimate, 20, 25 grand. So you're out, you know, 25 or whatever the heck. And 500 a month, and you're flying a, a great two seat aerobatic plane. Yeah. So, not a bad I don't know. idea. I mean, it'll never happen, it, but it is yeah. not a bad idea. But it could happen privately. Like, I would honestly, like, um, I wouldn't do it with the SC, but if I had a, um, even a Stearman, um, you know, I don't know the, the, the Cessna GA Piper type market, but like, um, or even a Cub, like, lease out your Cub. You know, lease out a share of your cup or whatever. I don't know. Like, I think that, like, as a seller, you can really, you know, whack this up a lot of different ways to, to make money or get your money out of it. If you're having a hard time just getting top dollar for, 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 for your airplane, if you sell them, you know, I understand certain people need the capital right away and, and it's not an option for you right now. But, you know, if you, you know, don't really care if it sells or not, or not in a rush to sell. And you can, and some guy really wants an airplane and is willing to pay, say, 7%, 8% on your money um, through a lease. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, I, might I think, it's, I think it's personally a tough, I think it's a tough sell because, because everybody's getting top dollar for their airplane. It's not even, it's not that you can't unload air, like for a private seller, like for, for Ryan, like, I can't imagine that there's an advantage of leasing it out <coughs> and incurring that. Oh, totally. If you could sell it, you know, and put your money in the market, maybe, but like, um, but you know, what about the person that doesn't have the capital, but that has the passion? It's kind of right. where I'm going. You know, yeah, I, it, I don't know. Yeah. I don't see anybody ever do, the capital that you would have to, to, acquire to to do this on a scale that would be worth yeah. it and then the long term I mean you're talking about a real business yeah i'm sure there's somebody Land. screaming in their car right now liability 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 oh yeah you know i'm sure there's um, all kinds of things unforeseen things that you know that we aren't taking any consideration but yeah it's an interesting uh it's an interesting concept but it would be cool that you know selfishly within the aerobatic world but i think it would be it, they might do certain things within GA that we just, cause I don't follow GA at all, but if they followed like the used car or, you know, car dealership type model, uh, as far as getting, you know, cause like you look at all these kids, they can't afford the, like 90% of them can't afford the shit that they're buying. I mean, they were living in their parents' basement with a freaking Fugazi Rolex and a, and a, and a, and a car payment they can't even afford. No, it's all on credit. Yeah. Hell, we know people yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah exactly you know, a lot of people like that <laughs> yeah so like um uh just pipe dream i, I hope we're giving every all your listeners you know just good good stuff to just think about um i hope people don't take this too serious because like i get it like it's fucking never gonna happen but it is fun to think about it is fun to think about it is fun let's um let's shift gears because i i've been wanting to ask you I, we didn't get to it last 
uh, podcast, but have you, have you flown with your helmet at all? I know it's I getting did. cold there. I did. Um, how many flights have you been able to put on it? I got two flights in it. Um, I'm going to go flying tomorrow. Uh, most likely. Um, okay. So before we it. get in, I mean, it, well, before we get into it, when you refresh everybody, cause it's been, it's been a little while um, since we've talked about it. Can you tell everybody like what you bought, what you switched from, or, you know, just not, I'm not saying switch from, um, but um, what you were using before, <laughs> what you bought now. So, yeah. So um, I had the bonehead. Um, I had the Aries. Um, I modified it a little bit with the shroud. Um, love the helmet. It came with basic comms. The helmet's super lightweight. Um, and I gave a whole brief on my helmet. So I got the, the lift, the new lift helmet with the uh, what's the classification on that it's the uh it's the av 1.1 yeah the av 1.1 um carbon mat it's fucking sick looking uh it's got a gold visor that is also just sick because of the sc um i took the shroud off because it was it would have definitely hit the uh the uh, canopy i'm a little i'm 510 um and i it's the way my seat position is in it i don't have a cushion but it, it threw negatives you know the, the snaps and shit it would have hit the top of the canopy uh pretty yeah. hard it, we always scrape it but like yeah it would have been too much um so i take the shroud off um which leaves the visor um open which is no big deal um and i went through tiger and got the uh anr through tiger and they did a phenomenal job i had the uh i had the regular um um the cep plug um installed and i also had to put a 3.5 jack and audio jack pretty much as you guys use on you know you could use for headphones and shit like that yeah and um tiger performance did, did an awesome awesome job i don't want to really give them too much credit on for free here because i paid full price but uh <laughs> they did great and uh, <laughs> they did, i think his name was bob was, hey, uh, credit, you know credit where credit's due you know they did a good yeah. job but yeah you paid yeah. you paid for it Oh yeah. So the first flight went, went okay. Um, but because I, I guess I lost some weight, my head shrunk. Is that true? It doesn't your head. I can buy that. Of, I mean, at least maybe like this, you know, the sides of your face, maybe, you know, the yeah. shape maybe thins out a little bit. Yeah. So, um, and this would have happened if I was a fat, a fat F anyway, but I, I didn't have enough padding behind the ear cups. So the A and R wasn't sealing. Um, mm. so it was just fucking loud as shit. It sucked. So, um, then I put Tiger supplies you with more padding. So I padded out the, uh, the headphones and I think, um, um, I, I'm going to have to, it kept it break. It broke the seal a little bit less. Um, but I got to add another shim to get the, uh, the ear cups in. um, the helmet's super lightweight. Um, it's pretty event. It's noticeably cooler. Um, as far as uh, airflow and venting, um, the bonehead doesn't have any air vents in it at all. So during the summer, it's just fucking hot. Um, so I could tell already that the uh, the lift is going to vent very well. It's a I'll do a side by side weight, but the weight um, I want to say is negligible. Um, it's in favor of lift. The lift is lighter, uh, which I do like. Um, the chin strap um is good i think i'm gonna talk to Braden over at lift and see if they do i'm not a 
too much of a fan of the you know how it's got like that magnetic strap so for like yeah the fiddle for hard ne- for hard negative um so i have like a um on the bonehead it's that click one you know it's almost like um i don't know if uh-huh. anybody snowboards out there or even like um I know skiing doesn't have it, but yeah, it's got the teeth on it and you slide it in almost like a zip tie uh, for the bonehead. And um, I like that too, because you can really snug it up with the lift. It doesn't have, it's got a regular seatbelt style adjustment where it's like over under through that bar. And um, you have to make it super tight and then you got to pull it really close to, to keep the helmet tight. And it's just, it, it, it's a, I don't, necessarily like that I, I i can switch it out easily myself but i think it's just a note for Braden for people to have that option maybe um so that's one thing that i didn't really like about it is the chin strap on it because it, it it was really hard for me to get the helmet super tight if i wanted to push um the visor is great um i would say with unlimited um it does pop um so there's a um Basically, the way the visor works is it follows a, it's about a 3 16th inch wide uh, channel. And the visor is the the male end and it has this female where it is, I guess, um, so it's a 3 16th wide channel and about a, another 3 16th inch like uh, nub that follows along that rail, if you, can, if you guys are following me with this. Um, and it's yeah. got an indent on it when it clicks down. That indent could be more, um, um needs to be a more positive click in there exactly um because like any negative snap the visor popped out so i made a a simple mod it took me like two minutes not a big deal at all um but this again like lift is not selling a crazy amount of these helmets to people doing outside flicks um advanced and everything else the helmet's fine um it's just once you get like negative eight negative seven um or anything above that uh the visor's gonna pop up but that that happens sometimes on the bonehead um and uh but yeah, um, I like. That seems to be a thing that affects that 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 affects um, a lot of helmets. I remember seeing a uh, uh, Martin Shanka uh, a video, in copy video of him with the MSA Galay, kind of the same thing. Like his his visor flipped up and down a bunch of times. Yeah. I never I, I never saw that happen with Goulian or any or a Shambliss or anything like that. But I, it's not uncommon. I think. Yeah. Probably doing a lot of outside stuff. That, that's probably probably common so, across multiple helmets. Yeah, so the helmet's good. Um, it's just it's it's different than the bonehead. So I've been flying with the bonehead um, for uh, like four or five years now, and um, it's it's different. So my, I'm so used to the bonehead that now going to a new helmet, it doesn't um, feel the same. So right now, do like if you were telling me like, all right, Jeff, you have to fly, you know, your sequence. And you have to go out there and win. Like, so I want to obviously like, you know, be as comfortable as possible in my airplane and, and decide I would go with the bonehead right now, but like, I need to get time with the lift helmet just to make it feel more natural. Cause it's, it's sure. a different feel. Um, it's a little bit built out more. Um, it's definitely like more hollow, not, not that it's has nothing to do with the structural, the, the airplane. I mean, the helmet is, is will protect you hundred percent. It's just, it's got a lot of airflow in it and you can kind of feel that. And it, it's, it just feels, it's different. Um, it feels so different. So I have to, it's, you just got to acclimate yourself to it. 
and yeah, and I bet the pressure to points too, like where where it puts pressure on your head is different. And that all yeah, that little it's stuff, totally I would different. That your level is it's very important to to yeah. Like for instance, like the the bonehead has a has an adjustment in the back of the helmet that you can you can uh, tighten the back of the helmet through a strap, which will bring it yeah. in. The the lift helmet doesn't have that, so like you know, every time I put the bonehead helmet on, there's like I have to put my thumb under this strap so it doesn't you know drag on the back doesn't of my get, head. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like when you know when I put the lift helmet on, I'm like looking for the strap that's not there. So like the helmet is so unnatural to me that like it's just going to take i would say uh i'm going to sound like an idiot here uh probably like 12 flights if not more to like really like figure out do i like this helmet or do i not like right now like i'm excited to keep flying with it you know i i like a lot of a lot of things i have to do with it um but like you know two flights i mean how much shit can i do yeah yeah so oh, um, I, I would I, imagine it would take a few uh, just, yeah. just, to, just to see whether even like a real like honest it. answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a real honest answer. I mean, looks. If you're looking to be street cool, um, it, go with a lift. Um, comfort and everything like that. Lift. Cooling. Lift. Um, as far as, um, I'll do a measurement, but I think the bonehead has the lift as far as like, um, width on the top of your head to the canopy. Yeah. Um, but I would say it's negligible. Maybe like it's definitely less than a quarter of an inch uh that the 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 bonehead wins by. That, um, that impact impact layer on the lift definitely bulks the helmet out in comparison for sure. Yeah. The visor, um to me, a stock bonehead and a stock lift, or like it, to me, I had the stock bonehead before I modded it. The the not the Bonehead X. I had the Bonehead Aries that has the fixed visor on on the uh, mechanism, and I would choose the lift over the Aries. I would choose what I did to my helmet over the lift right now, as far as the mod. Yeah. Uh, but the mod that that I did on the lift seems to be working. But again, like it's not fully tested or whatever the heck. Um. What else? Um. Like for instance, like the Aries Bonehead helmet, I put tension screws on it and. So I have to adjust those every time there's like a traumatic, like in every season because just the, so, and it works fine, but the lift, I like what I did because I put a, a stop, like a, a hard metal. I, I, uh, I made this like a uh, really nice metal stop. So when the visor clicks down, it goes in a little bit and it's basically, you'd have to do like negative 20 to get this thing to pop over to stop. So, oh wow, it, yeah, it works really well. So, um, as far as that, like I like the lift. Um, I'm just getting used to like I don't even know if I'm going to even use CEP because I don't know if my wire is breaking the seal on the A and R or if it's not tight enough. Um, it may not be like, tight enough. Yeah, and that's the that's the issue that I'm really having with it is because that chin strap. I mean, I got a what size did I get? I think I got a large. I might I might have really fucked up. And, um, but I measured my head. So, yeah, and, you measured it. Yeah. So, you might I just have just a narrower, to... you know, you just need to uh, maybe bulk out the, uh, the ear cups more. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if I can get this, get the ear cups to fit right, which takes my, my attention off of the, the noise and more so I put it on the, the helmet, I can, uh, you know, I'll learn a lot more about it. 
it's just like that that chin strap for me doesn't work um it works great for the kneeboard and i'm sure it works great for say if you're not doing any any type of like you know any negative negative push or say like oh like high level advanced it doesn't yeah. but to me it doesn't work um, it works for I, me yeah. but i don't i don't push anything more than negative i mean if i'm pushing negative yeah. four i'm 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 hating life <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah that's the only thing that i'll probably mod on it you know uh, amongst a couple of, but like it's a brand new helmet that they designed and they fucking i think they hit it out of the park sweet well yeah. i'm looking and, forward to uh to hearing more uh you know, as you, as you get used to it, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how you like it long term. Yeah. Especially with the A&R, like, I'm like really pumped to get that working right. Because I do it. It's like, it's so loud. It's the airplane, it would even with, with any headset using it, it's so loud, but I've never yeah. had A&R in an aerobatic plane. So I'm super pumped. It's nice. And the A&R and CEP having both at the same time, man, I just freaking love it, dude. It makes everything yeah. so quiet. I know, I know. It's nice. Yeah, because like it's nice. Sometimes you don't want to hear so much of what's going on. <laughs> no, I I like having my engine be, or I I mean I like hearing the engine, but I I want to hear it quietly. Like these engines are, you know, fucking love the sound of it. Don't get me wrong, but dude, yeah. I, how many times have you gotten out of the airplane and your ears are ringing? You know. Yeah. I hate <laughs> that. If I tell you, I mean, we should talk about this next week. Uh, we got to wrap up. I got to go eat some yeah. turkey, but. Yeah, very i'm really excited for 23 i mean i think that this winter i mean you talk about like everything going on with the economy right now and and interest rates and like it's we should be scared of shit but like you know so many freaking awesome people are buying airplanes right now you know you got i don't want to mention another person's name um but somebody might lots of wheels in motion yeah well, somebody from the U.S. is hopefully, I haven't spoken to him in a while, um, hopefully close enough a deal for that 330 SC in France. But don't you think it's funny how people like blow it out of proportion personally of when yes. they're buying stuff? They're like, all right, I'm going to release this statement like hot off the press. Like who get nobody fucking cares that much. All right. Just fucking tell people what you got at this point. Just, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, once they do it, do what Luke did. Like once the ink is dry on the bill of sale, announce it. Like, don't fucking get the airplane and be like, announcements coming soon. Like, you're not, you're not Rob Holland. You're not, this is not your industry. Like, you're a competition aerobatic pilot that, that only <laughs> a handful of people care about. Like, just yeah. tell us what you got, motherfucker. I agree. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. It. But some people I need agree. to do that, I guess. So, and they're buying aerobatic planes. So we love them. You know, uh, it's all part of that content process, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I know it's interesting. Um, so yeah. we're starting uh, MJ leasing. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Oh my god, I might yeah, try yeah. it, I, but the li liability is an issue. So let me. Oh, let me look there's into so it much because... capital you need, and then you got to find airplanes. Where the hell are we going to find airplanes? The deals are out there, dude. I guess. Deals are out there. I guess. I guess. Maybe um, you can lease it as a non-flying airplane, airframe, and then like, I don't know. There's got to be a, a a loophole that that we can 
big easy this this whole situation. I want to get people into aerobatics. I'm just, I just, it's too good of a sport and too good of a hobby and too much fun for people not to get into. And there's always a way to do it. But the fucking Gen Z is just lazy. We got to help them. Well, let's, let's shoot us, shoot us some messages. Let us know uh, what you guys think of this. And if you have any ideas or if it's, if it's viable, because I'm sure yeah, there's some the, people out there listening. Literally come on the podcast. You guys can, anybody with a good idea can come on this podcast and, and talk about it because yeah. it'd be, nobody wants to keep hearing our shitty ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's stop the shitty ideas and go eat some turkey. What do you think? I love it, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving from uh fly cool shit. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, um, let's got some promos going on right yes, now. I was, it, you read my mind. Um, Head on over to the website. Yeah, their Black Friday sale is going on right now, guys, up to 50% off um, just about everything on the website. Uh, Shoes, shirts, hats, knee boards. um, Get some good deals today. Go buy something. It makes us look good. Yeah, and you don't even need the promo code, guys. Uh, This is just... Literally spend 20 bucks. It's not a lot of money. Just buy something. Nope. And um, I also have... uh, here's, Here's some juicy info that that uh, i'm allowed to share monday this is the first time they've ever done this guys cyber monday lyft is going to give 30 percent off i believe it's 30 percent off uh don't quote me um or or don't go to them and be like well mark from flight shit said it was 30 percent. i think it's 30 percent, but a a sizable discount on helmet shells so basically um they're giving the discount if you were to go to a show that uh, they they do like air venture reno um Oshkosh and you know probably somewhere else I think they do four or five shows a year where they actually attend and give this show discount um nice. you can actually get this discount on Monday Cyber Monday so if you're if you've been on the fence about a helmet and you want to uh pick up a shell the comms are, are going to be normal price but um the shells are going to be greatly discounted so uh Monday Cyber Monday this coming Monday is going to be your chance to get a discounted shell on the lift helmet or a discounted I love it a price on the uh, lift helmet. Love it. So go uh, go buy some shoes today. Everything's marked down. And uh, then go buy a helmet on Monday. LiftAviationUSA.com. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, man. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Go get fat. I'll let you know my weight next week when I weigh in. Gobble, <laughs> gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 